Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now, if you had to lose one item into the fire, what would you rather be, a hot dog or a marshmallow? 80% of people saying they, they couldn't bear to lose the hot dog. How about that? But when a marshmallow's burning, it's on fire, man. That's just a horrible feeling, too. Right. <laughs> I know. And you can't touch it. Ah, ah. So, and you're looking around, and everybody's occupied with their own thing, and you're like, help me, somebody blow it out. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome on up inside, everybody. Welcome to uh, Canada's favorite daytime sports live talk show. I think also Canada's only live daytime sports talk show coming at you on the Game Plus Television Network. We're on the radio to WQEE 99.1 FM in Metro Atlanta. Shout out Rhino Radio. And uh, obviously, podcast platform. It's a Tuesday. We are basically, if you're just new to what we do here, Canada's part in the interruption. That's what we're going to do today. I'm in the South Florida studio. Darren Moose DuPont is in the Toronto studio. And I will just say this. The guests today are from Oilers TV, Sportsnet Oilers, Gene Principe, and from Sportsnet Toronto, Arash Madani. But Moose has often said that uh, the action just follows me. It's both a good and bad thing, a bit of a curse. Like the puck follows Gretzky, it follows Crosby. I'm just always where the action is. And in a moment, I'm going to tell you why. And uh, it's, it's, it's this Twitter feud that's embroiled the hockey world. Everybody's talking about it. Darren, what has you excited about today's show? Like, like I know, but you tell everybody else if you don't mind, and then we'll get down to business. Yeah, I'm excited for that. You talked about it, the, uh, the Twitter feud. Um, man, between Mark Spector and Tim Peel, uh, that kind of took over the whole morning. You know, I didn't know what we were going to do today. I knew we were talking about the Oiler game last night, you know, falling to Florida. I knew we'd talk about that, you know, Monday night football. Uh, my TV's been filled with, with um, Ted Lasso quotes from Jim Harbaugh uh, ahead of Michigan and Ohio State this weekend. But then this Twitter thing pops right into my timeline this morning, and that's all anybody wants to talk about now. Well, some people won't care. Some really will care. And because uh, it's the RP show with co-host Darren DuPont, it's what we care about. And we'll get to that. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Gordon? And we'll get down to business. Um, it's NHL leftovers from Monday night. Here are some of the highlight games. It's not all of them, but in Tampa Bay, Steven Stamco scored the tying goal with 4.8 seconds left in regulation, and Brandon Hagel got the winner on a breakaway, 119 into overtime, as the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Eastern Conference leading Boston Bruins 5-4. Here in Sunrise, where we're going to spend a lot of time on this, Nico Mikula had the first two-goal game of his career. Kevin Stenland had a three-point effort, and Florida rallied to defeat Edmonton 5-3. The Oilers, get this, in games where they've allowed three or more goals are 1-10-1. And, and we'll come back on that. I want to tell you that, uh, incidentally, I'm wearing a pair of Flames shorts today. These are team issue. Can you see it? There you go. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. And I'm still sick, as you can tell. But Andrew Mangiapane scored the tying goal, 4.07 left in regulation. 
And Rasmus Anderson scored the winner, 328 into overtime to rally Calgary past the Kraken in Seattle, 4-3. So they've taken a day or two break from lighting the city on fire in Calgary because the Flames have been playing decent, coming off that loss to the Islanders on the weekend. And in Vancouver, Quinn Hughes had a goal and an assist leading Vancouver past San Jose. I don't have the score in my story here. doesn't matter. It's 3-1. Trust me, Vancouver... Okay, trust me, Vancouver beats San Jose. That's all that matters. So to the Oilers, uh, we're at the game. When I, you know, teasing the people, when we say that the action always follows where I am, that's a fact, Jack. So I had been waiting for months for the Connor Bedard Chicago Blackhawks game here on Sunrise. Serena had been waiting for months for the Oilers to come, and it was Monday night, and I'm kind of upset. They jumped out to a 2 nothing lead. Let me really get into it, because you know the rules in the press box, no cheering. Serena either was absent that day or doesn't care, because in the arena, they're playing Let's Go Panthers. They're it's sold-out crowd, 19-5, and Serena's in the press box at Amerit Bank Arena going, Let's Go Oilers! I'm like, can you, can you... You don't tell her what to do, as you know. <laughs> And before the game even started, uh, we're in the media press room, and I had the longest chat with Mark Spector of Sportsnet Oilers coverage I've ever had in my life. And to be honest, I didn't really know that he even knew who I was, but Mark wanted to know everything about this show, the Cats and Bolts podcast. He's like, I follow, I follow, I watch. Mark Spector, okay? And then, it was great. We had a lovely meal. It was chicken cordon bleu, some of the best beef tenderloin you ever had in your life, and clam chowder soup. It was like the, it was like the golden corral of NHL media meals. <laughs> and then we get up to the press box, the usual gangs all together, but we're excited because who do I get to see? Bob Stoffer, Cam Moon, Ken Holland, uh, the usual archive, Bill Lindsay, Randy Moeller, and we sat with Billy's dad. And Serena was, I'll be honest, running around the press box, taking an informal poll of what's wrong with the Oilers, and pretty much nobody had an answer. Specifically, Bill Lindsay, who was like, I don't know. She wanted an answer, damn it! Everybody wants an answer. Then we find out this morning that Connor McDavid and uh, Mark, the aforementioned Mark Spector, got in a bit of a spat face-to-face, -face, which I got way more thoughts on. It was a weird question about would you rather win 4-1 than lose? Did, 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 you, did you watch the clip? Because McDavid was like, I, I know you like yeah. asking that question, but, but did you? what was it? <laughs> Something about, I got to go back and watch the clip because, you know, I never actually seen the clip and the response. I was just reading the transcribed version of it, but yeah, something about... <laughs> Winning four to one versus, I don't know what what the what the opposite of that would be because it's obvious. Of course, you want to win four to one, right? So I right. That's so, kind of the point. Yeah. So furthermore, I think this is why the universe and I like to say God, but if you people aren't God people, then then just say why the universe has put me in these positions, and it's great positions. But I'm like Mark Spector. To be honest, I never. I kind of thought he was an arrogant newspaper guy that just flipped over to TV, like a lot of them. And then it turns out he's a really nice guy. He's like, I'm really happy that your show's going so great. I'm really happy that you're great. Maybe I'll get a gig covering the Panthers one day because it looks awesome. He was really nice, Mark Spector.
And then I get up this morning and I see Tim Peel, the former NHL referee, chose violence. Tim Peel woke up and chose violence. He came after Mark Spector with a figurative knife in Twitter and just said, you know, stupid question. This is why players don't want to play in Canada. He just came after Spector. I, actually, I guess it was in the DMs or it was a personal conversation. And to be honest, they went back and forth at each other. And what Spector thought clearly was a private conversation. Peels screenshots that puts it on Twitter for all the world to see. There was F-bombs dropped. You're right. I, it, was, it, it was bad. It was vicious between Tim Peel and Mark Spector and then Frank Zaravelli, the baby-faced assassin, Frank Zaravelli, formerly of TSN and now the Daily Faceoff. He, he's entered the chat. And Frank, you want to talk about choosing violence? He came at Peel with a knife, boom, right in the chest. Were you drunk tweeting again and then deleting it, Tim? Uh, was one of the things. I'm like, what the hell? So I, we're uh, eight minutes in. We're going to get to a life lesson here real quickly. But uh, I guess you said Ryan Rashog in Edmonton, TSN's bureau reporter up there, has just kind of walked it back. And so what are we doing here, guys? Private conversations should never be made public. And it's, you, you take it over from here. Like I, on one hand, who really cares? On the other, a lot of people really care. And we all in our morning meeting today said, um, if this, was, if this is the view for sports fans, the morning coffee talk, this is what they'd be talking about on The View because this is what Canada and the NHL is talking about, clearly. And I'll just say this about Spectre. He said he's been covering the orders for 30 years. What, honestly, are you going to say to Connor McDavid after they crapped the bed again and just fired the coach a week ago, what are you going to ask him? And you're standing there by his side every single flipping game. That ain't an easy job either. Huh. What it tells it's me not. is tensions are pretty high. T tensions are pretty high. They're really high. And that's not a job. That's, you know, being a reporter is a tough job because you got to be there. You got to be asking the tough questions. Um, it is not easy. You know, I mean, you look at the, the job that the, happens in the CFL. I mean, um, you got to ask some tough questions, and it's a small, intimate league. I think even as big as the NHL is in those markets, it's still pretty small and intimate, you know? And yeah. on the one hand, I look at it a couple ways. There was a saying to me that said, it's kind of a business thing. Um, don't, if you, if you got to wonder if you're going to do something, here's how you should act. Don't do anything unless you'd be comfortable with it being on the front page of the newspaper the next day. So doing things, saying things, the way you conduct yourself in private and in public, you should be comfortable with it being on the front page of the paper because that's who you are, right? So on the one hand, I'm like, if this is how you talk in DMs, like, are you trying to hide who you really are? But on the other hand, it's a, it's a private DM conversation. This wasn't replies back and forth in a public forum. Um, this was meant to be one-on-one, -on -one, and I think it's a bit of a cowardly move to screenshot it and share it with the public because I sit there thinking, what are you trying to prove by screenshotting this and sharing this? You know, you're trying to prove that he's a jerk, and all you're doing is showing the world that you're a jerk for posting it. You know, and it doesn't make anybody look good, so yeah, I just don't like it. Well, you started off this morning in our morning meeting saying, we're in an interesting time. 
And then you got into, you know, Ryan Rashog's involvement here. This is different than what it's been forever. Like, you know, Serena with great glee was showing me from Oilers Nation the photos that they posted of letters to the Edmonton Journal from 40 years ago and how psycho Oilers fans were in the 80s. There was no, we didn't even have the internet then. So people haven't really changed, but you didn't have the opportunity to rip each other's throats out, and that's bad, you know? And so, as I was telling her about the Tim Peel thing this morning, she goes, what's wrong with Tim Peel that he would do that? Now, I think we all know he was fired by the NHL for an incident that, you know, he'd like to have back. I don't feel he was at fault. Got, he got screwed over by the NHL, and Tim Peel ain't over it. Um, that's one thing. And then for Mark Spector, he's just defending himself. All he was doing was defending himself. And Tim Peel wouldn't let it go. Tim Peel's the guy with a problem here. And Craig Campbell writes in from the Hockey Hall of Fame. He says, looking forward to another great show. Thanks for the fine, informative entertainment. Thank you, Craig, as we sit here and talk about the issues of the day. And trust me, I do want to, I'm going to move on to something far more positive here in a second. Jen from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, good morning, everyone. The orders blow another game with the lead early. Need to blow up that defense. So frustrated. And um, I, if Serena had more time, I'd have had her on the air today. I mean, she was upset last night after the game. I think she was upset this morning. You know me. I'm like, I, I'm sitting there going, did I do something? No, the orders crapped the bet again. You know, and to me, I just can't. Sports results don't get me upset. And this is where I said the life lesson. I kind of sit here and go, because I deal with so many people that are dealing with tragedy in my other life, the recovery coaching, I just, I have a very tough time having the fortunes of a hockey or football team affect my mood. And I got so many people flying around me a hundred mile an hour. And I'm like, I just... I want to be immovable. I want to be the mountain that doesn't get affected. And what, what I mean by that is my very best friend, sorry to say, but died of cancer last spring, as you know, at the age of 45 and left behind three school-aged children. His family would love to think their biggest problems were that the orders lost last night. And in a way, I thought, is that too simplistic? Is, is, that, is that the wrong way to look at things? Because this is the way that I look at things, but maybe that's not the same for everybody. But maybe you should, like, just walk it back a little bit. In these wars, because if Tim Peel's doing it and Mark Spector's doing it and Frank Cervelli, people are doing it out in society, in the workplace and stuff. Oh. Does it make you feel good? How does it make you feel inside? And, and I participated in that. I've been guilty of that. I just don't do it anymore. All I'm saying is ground yourself a little bit and realize what really is important that the orders blew a 2-0 lead, my God. I mean, I fine, you want to be upset for a while. I wouldn't go to bed angry about it because you can't control it. You cannot control it. And, if, and, and that's the other thing about last night was um, the orders have literally done everything. Demoted Jack Campbell, changed up the lines, fired the coach. And I, I put that on Twitter. I said, they did all these things and they still suck. And somebody said, well, they haven't fired the coach or the general manager yet. They haven't benched these guys yet. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess they can still try a few more things. It just, so the poll question today is, will the Edmonton orders ever figure it out? And it's for Key Auto Group. Unleash the future 
at Wheaton, uh, sorry, at Key Yorkton Kia. Unleash the future, the Kia EV6 GT at Key Yorkton Kia, where performance and innovation go hand in hand. Go to keyyorktonkia.com or call 306-783-2772 for more information. The 23 Kia EV6 GT, movement that inspires. Can I use an excuse? Everybody else is. Um, Darren, I'm lightheaded, okay? They took some blood out of me this morning at the doctor's see, and I got shots here. Shot, 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 shot. Yeah, I'm, out. I'm lightheaded. I'm actually not, but if I offend anybody, that'll be my excuse. <laughs> um, by the way, the results are about 50-50, if the orders are going to figure this thing out or not. And what's the definition of figuring it out? To me, it's are they going to win a Stanley Cup in Connor McDavid's time? That would be the definition to me of the orders figuring it out. What would be your definition? Yeah, figuring it out and winning a cup, um, I think. Or at least, you know, sometimes you can't control that, but at least getting back to constantly contending. I mean, they have been, but yeah, they have to win a cup, really. I mean, in McDavid's tenure and Dreisaitl, when you look back on this and say, we had Dreisaitl and McDavid, the number one player in the world and another top player in the world, um, you know, arguably in the top five, um, and we didn't win. If you look back on this and say we didn't win, yeah. you're going to look it back and and be awful disappointed and full of regret. Um, these types of players don't come along very often, so they do need to find a way to figure this out. You look at the guys of that ilk: Lemieux, Gretzky, Crosby. They've all won cups. If McDavid doesn't, that'll be a major flubbing by the Edmonton Orders. And I've given up. Talking about him wanting out, it's pretty, I would say he, I'd be shocked if he asked for a trade or wanted out. And I'm not done on that. We, there's more, but we're going to switch over to football when we return. We've got Gene Principe and Arash Madani on the way. Lots to get to today. I knew it was going to be great. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contour design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. 
If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. We are live Canada-wide on Game Plus Television and in 31 U.S. states, including Florida, some pockets of this beautiful state carrying the RP show on your telly. But we're also on the radio, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Moose is in Toronto. I guess I don't know where to go. Let's just bring the moose in. We do have breaking news Boston Bruins forward Milan Lucic was released on personal recognizance bail today after pleading not guilty to assaulting his wife. According to a Boston Police Department report, Lucic appeared intoxicated when officers arrived at his North End apartment early Saturday after his wife reported that he tried to choke her. Brittany Lucic told the responding officers that her husband had pulled her hair but said he did not try to strangle her. She declined an offer of medical treatment. Lou Cheech, a member of the 2011 Bruins Stanley Cup team, was arrested on suspicion of assault and battery on a family member, which carries a maximum penalty of two and a half years in prison. Lou Cheech did not speak at his arraignment this morning. A plea of not guilty was entered on his behalf, and a pretrial hearing was set for January 19th as a condition of his bail. Lou Cheech was prohibited from abusing the alleged victim and from consuming alcohol. So that's one breaking news item from today. Herb writes in from Melville on the Sober Carpenter text line, and he says, uh, Good day, you and Moose. Rod, I don't know if it's too late. Milan Lucic needs an intervention. So sad what booze does. I said to Darren before the show, 94% of people that will show up in court today and any courtroom across North America committed their crimes while under the influence of a substance. 94%, there's one right there. Devil's juice. Um, John in Calgary writes in and he says, Darnell Nurse makes a better door than a window. Yes, he did get in the way of uh, his goalie seeing last night. For you, Moose, Ray in Tryon, North Carolina. He says, good afternoon. How rare is it for the same city to have both the Vanier Cup and the Grey Cup in the same year. I sincerely appreciate all your CFL coverage. Hopefully in 2024, we, Winnipeg, can reclaim the blue. Both Toronto and Montreal wore all blue while beating my Bombers. Uh, I can think of two instances that the Grey Cup and the Vanier have been on the same weekend in the same city. Toronto, Vancouver. Uh, right? Toronto, 07. Toronto 07, Vancouver 2011. I was at both. That's pretty rare out of 100 years of awarding these cups. So rare. And now they're on different weekends, which changes things up a little bit. And it is nice. You know, the Vanier Cup this Saturday in Kingston gets its own stage. But largely in our nation's football footprint, it'll get forgotten. You know, the, the audience will be good, but it won't be great. Um, I remember the Vancouver, you would know, remember these better than I would, but the Vancouver um, Vanier slash Grey Cup was great. And the fact that wasn't there 30,000 people at the Vanier Cup? I was 35,000, I 35,000, I believe, and I was there. Right. I was one of them. 
And how many were in Toronto? Do you remember? 25,000 probably. Pretty impressive. You know, and, and, I, and yeah. I know you, you want to give the event its due, but I think that's just such a great way to showcase university football. And even if you had something where your great cup ticket got you into the Vanier and it was another opportunity to be involved, I just think it would be a, a great showcase to get it back on the same day. I'm a fan of that because I want to see the big crowds, but I do understand getting it into these other markets like Kingston. It's been in Laval quite a bit in Quebec. Um, it was in Saskatoon. Well, so, anyways. We've addressed this we run into a problem here. And it's a wonderful segue. If you want to know what we're doing here, we go back and forth between football and hockey, hockey and football. Canada's two official languages. I'm bilingual, proficient in both. It all works great when you're in dome stadiums. It works tickety-boo. But in 2013, sorry, 07, in Sa uh, I'm sorry, what year was it that we had the Grey Cup in Regina? It must have been 03, if that sounds right. Anyways, the year that it was in Saskatoon, yeah, they had it in Saskatoon. People almost died. It was minus 47. That's when we run into a problem. And frankly, I'm the guy, which I've given up on everything, that the Canadian Act should be halftime, that we need to expand into this. I've given up on everything. I don't argue about it anymore. I'd like to see the Grey Cups played in domes every season. You got Montreal, you got Toronto, you got Vancouver. And then you would be able to have the Vanier Cup on the Friday night. We all talk about how great it was when it was in domes. But no, Rod doesn't know anything. For a while, I believed that narrative. And now I realize I just think differently. I'm outnumbered. Bye. The end. Bomber Boy in Calgary writes in and he says, I'm st still licking my wounds from the Grey Cup. Bomberland's gone dark like tonight in the NHL. I will say this about Winnipeg. A lot of respect for them as a sports city. Um, and I get it. We have our fun barbs. They, they get. They get the rivalry stuff. The Bombers get it. The Jets get it. We go back and forth. It's supposed to be fun. They lost. It sucks. Nobody's saying na 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 na. We're not. Because they're hearty, prairie, tough people just like you and me, and we have fun when the season's on, but when somebody's struggling, you don't kick them when they're down. So they're licking their wounds. Bomber Boy just said it. They'll be back. And uh, thanks for a great game, Winnipeg. Just one more on the hockey, and I got to get to football. Brian in Hudson Bay, which you might think is a little out of the way for NHL news, but then once you realize the NHL connections that run through Hudson Bay, this might make sense. He says, good day, guys. You say they haven't fired the GM yet, but from what I hear, Ken Holland is out after this year, and the new guy, Jeff Jackson, is already calling the shots. So maybe they fired the GM without really firing him. LOL. Just a thought. <laughs> Great show as usual. I was amongst all those guys last night. I don't know what the hell's going on. And when you said earlier... In the morning meeting, and I repeated it on the air here, we're in a different time. I see this morning on Instagram, we're getting our flipping news from Instagram, not the Edmonton Sun, okay? That's the world we're in. Emily Kaplan coming out from ESPN saying, Connor McDavid's uncomfortable with the narrative that he orchestrated all these moves, that his agent's now the acting general manager, whatever the hell it is, uh, his junior coach was the coach. Connor's upset about that. And my take on that is, 
And we can argue on that. People say, perception's reality, Rod. Rod, perception's reality. And I'm like, no, it isn't. Reality's reality. So it doesn't matter what people think, because 100 different people are going to have 100 different opinions. What matters is what's really going on. Who cares how it looks? I'm not saying I'm necessarily right, but that is how I feel. Connor, if you didn't orchestrate this, then don't worry about it. You scored two goals last night, played your ass off. You aren't the problem. Don't worry about it. Can I move on, or do you have any last points on that? No, I, I just look at that situation and say, look, I mean, at what point is it just a coincidence that all these people that were close to him are in these positions of power, and how much was it Connor? I mean, it could be the organization saying, look, it, let's do this. This will, you know, we think this will make him happy, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's Connor calling the shots. I just think, you know... <laughs> It's not going to be over anytime soon, but he's just sitting there being like, geez, enough. I just want to play hockey. I just want to get back to winning. I just want to get back to the way things were. It's just not the case, and it's not happening anytime soon. Okay. Uh, I'm smiling because I put on Twitter, any questions for me and Gene Principe? And we got some good ones that have come in here. Gene Principe coming good. up next segment. Point two, Monday night football. Jalen Hurts ran for a pair of touchdowns, including a go-ahead score in the fourth quarter, and the Eagles rallied from a 10-point ha uh, halftime deficit to beat the Chiefs 21-17 in a Super Bowl rematch with less than two minutes to go. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had a would-be 51-yard touchdown pass slip through his hands, and the Eagles made a stand on fourth down to put the game away. Just so you know, regular season rematches are not adequate Revenge for championship losses. I get all the buildup. I get it. Because that's what we do. Build up and hype. But don't think the Eagles are celebrating anything because they beat the Chiefs in a game that really doesn't matter. If they meet in the Super Bowl again, that's different. Point three, what I wanted to get at, the Montreal Alouettes' last second upset win in the 110th Grey Cup was a hit on television across the country. Over 2.8 million Canadians watched on TSN while an additional 752,000 tuned in on French TSN. The combined TDS and RDS rating lifts the CFL's game's average TV number 14.5% year over year. You know that there are very few things in the world I love more than my press box conversations. I just love them. And last night we were having it. All these guys from Edmonton were down here in Sunrise or South Florida on Sunday. I said, what'd you do on the day off? Eh. Went to practice, went to the beach, and then watched the Grey Cup. They're all excited. I think the Oilers put together a big screen for their players to watch if they wanted to. Because the NHL is full of Canadians. And what do Canadians love? The CFL and the Grey Cup. We all watched it. I think this is awesome. 3.5 million. Specter said it. He goes, these are NHL Stanley Cup final numbers. That's what Specter said. We're all excited about it. This is great, great news for the CFL. Awesome. It is big. Um, the numbers were huge. And I saw some people, um, including Nelson Hackwich, I think he was the one who put it out on social. He, he pulled up a bunch of the online social media numbers too. And when you look at the TV numbers are up, not only on English TV, but on, on uh, French TV, RDS as well. Those numbers were high. And then streaming numbers <coughs> on, the T on the CFL Plus was really good. And then you factor in, you know, Green Day, 
um, engaging in the halftime show. They posted it on their social media feeds, all of them. And collectively, there's another three and a half million people that watched the halftime show through their social channels. You know, so the, the CFL has a ton of hype here and a ton of momentum. And this ball is picking up steam, rolling downhill. Um, so let's hope this can be something that they build off of. Yeah, so that's going to be up to them how they do that. Have things yeah. changed? I, I told you I've given up on that the Grey Cup Halftime Act needs to be Canadian. I've given up on all the things that I've been championing. And another is that they can't go away for six months. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see. I mean, I think producer Clark was saying he's giving some of the Alouettes a couple days to get over the partying and the hangover that goes with it. And, and then we'll see about getting some of the winning members of the Great Cup team on the show. But other than that, CFL, wiki, wiki, going to have to pick up the phone. I know there's not a lot of media left across the country of Canada, but call the ones that are and make those rounds because I'm not, we're not going to do it for them. And I don't want to be that guy, negative Nancy today, but uh, when I was trying to do it in the past, what did those people say from the CFL? This is not headquarters in the league office, but with the teams, we need a break too. We need a break. We need an off season. Okay, we're going to go talk about the NHL and the NFL. Enjoy your uh, off season. Now, having said that, 3.5 million tuned in for the Grey Cup, so what the hell do I know? Maybe they got it all figured out, Moose. See you back here uh, for hour two, okay? Okay? You bet. See you then. In that next hour, we'll be talking about uh, the NBA in-season tournament, whatever the hell that is. Joey Bautista, Joey Bats, is up for Hall of Fame induction in uh, Cooperstown. Thoughts on that? And Jimmy Johnson finally going to get into the Dallas Cowboys ring of honor. It's big news in Dallas, and that's my team. We'll talk about that. But Gene Principe next. Get your questions in. I got a few good ones. We're live on the Game Plus television network. We're also on the radio, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Gorgeous day in South Florida. Just checking in Sober Carpenter text line 902-518-3033. You can write us uh, day or night. Steve in Steinbeck, Manitoba says the ratings were fantastic for the Grey Cup. The Chiefs are in big trouble. Kirk in Toronto writes in and says, Hi, Rod. My therapist says I have all but recovered from the Eastern final loss. Amen. 
Richard in Edmonton writes in and says the Oilers need uh, defense. A goalie is as good as their defense. Trade Nurse for starters or take $6 million per season away from him. LOL, his wage could have two top defensemen. There you go. The armchair GMs are at it. Let's bring in Gene Principe, a guy who looks really at home here in South Florida. Hello, Gino. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Rob, long time no see. It was nice to see you in person. Uh, I, I feel like one of your fans when I when I saw you last night at the game, I was like, he's taller in person than, than I expected. I've seen you before, but it's it's been a while, so it's nice to see you again. It's the Florida sunshine. We grow here, Gene. Hey, it's always yeah. nice to see you. I would have talked to you about a little more, but you came out of that tunnel and just, whoo, fans were all over you there before the game. I'm like, oh, man, I, no thanks. God bless Gene for putting up. How did you, I assume you're in Carolina now. How did, aside from the games, how did you enjoy this little southern swing for the oil? Uh you know, uh, yeah, let's we'll, we'll split it in two. Personally, it, you know, getting to Florida, I remember back in 06 and the Oilers were in Anaheim playing um, the Ducks in the conference final and Craig McTavish, then coach, said, you know, there's just something about the sunshine and the palm trees that it just kind of, you release uh, as much tension sort of as possible in your your nerves. You're just more relaxed. I, I, it just, I, I don't know if there's anything medically, uh, you know, the vitamin D doesn't hurt, but for sure, you know, Tampa was a bit rainy. We The Oilers came out early. Uh, oftentimes now West Coast teams will, will fly out, uh, not just the day before the game, but two days before the game, so then they have full day of practice and then play, which I did in Tampa. Tampa was a bit rainy. It started to get sunny before we left, and then uh, sunrise slash Miami was, you know, a beautiful couple of days. I mean, it's you just go sit on the beach and you just listen to the waves and you people watch it. You you relax. I mean, listen, the weather in Edmonton has been fantastic. Double digits, it's, it's well, we couldn't ask for more than we've had, but... There's something about this part of the world that uh, makes it special. Yeah, well, you've probably noticed you spent enough time here that there are very few angry people in Florida. <laughs> and uh, they, they, yeah. they just aren't. True. Everybody's point. happy here. I, I love it. Yeah. It's a fact. Unless, unless there are Oilers fans, and there were a lot of them at the game last night. One of them yeah. I live with, and I'm not sure if she's speaking yet. I'm like, are you yeah. mad at me? No, it's the Oilers again. And <laughs> your thoughts on the game? Do you want it? Can you? Do you want to? I, you know, Rod, I am, I am, you know, I, I, when you, like you've been around so many teams uh, over the, well, decades in, in our cases, and um, you certainly have a handle on it because you're, you're around them, but it, it doesn't mean you necessarily understand it better than, uh, a fan who who watches on TV or goes to games. I mean, I am I'm left a bit puzzled and confused because I I know this is a really good team. I know it, and someone will say, "Well, have you checked the record lately?" And I'd say, "I have," and the two don't compute. Like, uh, yes, there have been goaltending challenges. Yes, the defense hasn't been as strong, and I mean that from an entire club standpoint. And yes, Connor and Leon haven't put up the numbers that they have, and the power play isn't as historical as it was last year. So I'm naming all these things, but 
it, I, I'm confused that I'm naming all these things because it's just not the team that uh, everyone, including themselves, expected. And I, I think we continue to to sort of wait for them to not only get out of it, to blast out of it. And uh, they did win three in a row under two different coaches, but now it's two losses in a row. And, and listen, there's some really good teams out there. Beating Florida isn't easy for anybody. Uh, Tampa beat Boston last night, so that's that's the thing. Everybody's trying to win, so you just don't rattle off seven or eight game win streaks. So those can be a challenge, especially when you don't quite have the confidence you normally do that Edmonton has has had for well a few years now. Well, if they knew the answer, they'd have done it. And I think the yeah. fans don't realize the difference in the roles. You're the host. You're not the analyst. So I appreciate you answering that. But that isn't necessarily your job. But an interesting question's come in from Darren Ippolito. Oh, my. Sorry, I went to the doctor today, gave blood. <clears throat> Band-Aid keeps coming off. I'm sweating down here. Darren says, do the broadcasters and media feel the outside pressure from fans as much as the playoff, uh, players or more? Because you're more visible and less sheltered as teams try to protect their players from the distractions. It's an interesting question. For sure. How would you answer that? Yeah, yeah, it, it is good perspective because, you know, we, we don't have an impact uh, on the results. Yes, if it's to nothing, uh, we don't say the S word. Uh, we for sure <laughs> don't try and jinx anybody, depending on, on your beliefs uh, when it comes to that. I'm, I'm kind of superstitious uh, from that standpoint. You know, last night uh, we told a little story how uh, the Oilers, uh, Connor McDavid, you know, just isn't having the season that we, we expected that he's, well, he's, you know, he's a phenomenal player, generational talent, and he's proven it every season. And the Oilers sent, uh, their video coach to to send him some video of his goals last year and lo and behold he picks up a couple of goals so i thought that was a neat story as you know rod sometimes stories well life is all about timing and the timing of that was good but then in the end uh, the result wasn't good and so connor connor wears it i mean he doesn't wear it on his sleeve he wears it on his face when when things aren't going well uh for the team and yes we are more accessible um i go to the grocery store i go get i go get gas i i coach my daughter's soccer team uh people want to talk about the oilers and i love it uh just like you when you've you know worked for the pats um uh, and, and the riders. I mean, that's that, that, and that's great. That's part of our job, really. Uh, I just don't have the answers that they're looking for. Uh, but the questions continue to, to come in because we are accessible and we are seen no helmet, no visor, uh, seen for two and a half hours, uh, three, sometimes four nights a week. So, I mean, bring it on. Uh, people are, are caring about it. Like they're worried, right? They're curious. They want the team to oh. be better. They don't, they don't come at you like a sledgehammer. Um, so we, we try and answer what we can, uh, courtesy of what, what we know. Well, like I say, last night, before the game even started, you just got mobbed by people. I'm like, can we pull that canopy out for Gene? You have it for the teams, but can we pull it out for Gene? Um, and, and in Saskatchewan, oh, my God, I, yeah, I, I've lived it. Now, having said yeah, all that, sure. I, a fun one here, a fun one here. People see what they see on TV, and they think Connor is that, and I don't think that. Maybe you're a complete jerk off the air, Gene. Maybe you are. I don't know. The reason <laughs> I bring this up, Mark Spector, I spent more time with Mark Spector last night than I ever have. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. what, a, 
What a great guy. Oh, my, he wanted to know everything about me and this show and yeah. Florida. And I'm like, what a great guy. 24 hours, 12 hours later, he's embroiled in this Twitter horrible thing. And I'm like, ah, oh, the point. Now I'm on Mark's side because I, I got to know him. Like, he didn't do anything sure. wrong. You know, Rod, I think that's one of the things, and you know from your time around athletes and people, you end up, uh, listen, I grew up an Oilers fan, so uh, uh, yeah, I'm an Oilers fan, and and I, I work at not showing that on TV, and with time, it becomes easier because... You pull for people, right? You know, Carter Verhage had such a great quote after his 100th goal, uh, which he scored his 101st last night, former Lightning, for a current Panther. And he just, you know, he talked about being in the ECHL and it took him six years and two trades to get to the NHL. So you start cheering for for people. And, and we all have our favorite teams. I mean, that, that that doesn't go away. It doesn't, you don't you don't put it in a garbage can and leave it behind in a hotel room. And, and Mark, I've known Mark almost 40 years uh, to be honest with you back in the university of alberta days uh, cgsr radio station there we used to do sports updates both of us trying to trying to make it in the media world and yeah i, I we arrived in carolina and i saw the the back and forth with tim peel a former nhl referee who i've always had good dealings with you know tim was always a really engaging guy to to chat with and uh, uh but you know if you if you didn't see or hadn't heard tim uh, posted on twitter a conversation a text conversation between the two and last i checked i think it had 1.4 million uh, likes um so you know i called mark this morning to see because he's he's arriving in carolina later and i just called hey buddy how are you you know and he said okay you know it's been a tough stretch for him and uh there's lots of things you think about you think about uh, your family you think about your job you think about your reputation and uh mark was in a better place when i talked to him about an hour ago than he would have been about six hours ago or five hours ago when it all sort of broke overnight so it is tough and you know lessons learned all the time about once you uh, send somebody something uh, you lose control of it and you don't know what's going to happen with it not that I haven't you know we text people all the time uh, and I've often seen stories on Twitter happy stories right that people have texted back and forth and oh shucks isn't that cute or how beautiful big heart uh, I think this is about the first time I've seen something like this in our sports world Rod so uh, it was a it was a bit shocking and uh, curious to see uh, the fallout re reaction uh, response from people about what a Kurt. Everybody will have their own perspective, but please tell Mark from us, he's got two new fans in Rod and Serena, and he didn't do anything wrong. So, Gene, thanks for the time. I know you're busy. Uh, always enjoy your work, man. Thanks for the time and being you. Yeah, no problem, Rod. Anytime, say hello to Serena. I love the uh, Oilers uh, jacket and uh, love the fact that, yeah, you know, you, you can take the Oilers fan out of oil country, but, uh, you know, you can never take the Oilers out of them. So I uh, need to see the support uh, all over for Edmonton. Thank you, sir. The great Gene Prince from Rogers Sportsnet Oilers coverage. What a great job. What a great guy. We'll be right back with a sports update after this. Arash Badani coming up in hour two. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Jumping right into it, a sports update from this Tuesday. What a day. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Boston Bruins forward Milan Lucic was released on personal recognizance bail today after pleading not guilty to assaulting his wife. Uh, Lucic did not speak at his arraignment this morning. A plea of not guilty was entered on his behalf, and a pretrial hearing was set for January 19th. Columbus Blue Jackets defenseman Damon Severson of Melville Sask is expected to be out six weeks after suffering an oblique injury in the struggling team's latest loss. General Manager Yarmo Kekalainen announced Severson's prognosis today that will likely keep the 29-year-old out until after the new year. And Rogers Center is unrecognizable after extensive renovations began on the downtown Toronto ballpark last month. The Blue Jays released photos of the demolition of most of the stadium's lower bowl today. Photos and video show that the field and all the seats on the 100 level have been torn out. The Blue Jays say that the second phase of the Rogers Center renovations will be complete in time for the home opener on April the 8th. Sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. Turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now, Five Nights at Freddy's. Can you survive five nights? The terrifying horror game phenomenon becomes a blood-chilling cinematic event as producer Blumhouse brings Five Nights at Freddy's to the big screen. So... That's what's awesome about daytime sports talk. A lot of balls in the air. We can talk more about Lou Cheech next hour. Moose will rejoin us. Arash Madani will be with us. We'll talk about Tim Peel, Mark Spector, the Edmonton Oilers. No games tonight in the NHL. And great CFL, great cup ratings. Didn't get to that NBA stuff yet, but we will right after this.